Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark. It's day 1,544 since we came back on the air. Any news from you, Max? Yes, but unfortunately it's bad. We had a traveler stumble into the area outside of Amoria last night. He was pretty banged up, but the much bigger problem was the zombie bite on his upper arm. As we all know, if you can amputate limbs like that quickly enough, you can prevent people from turning into zombies. Unfortunately, we don't have a skilled surgeon in residence here. The closest we have is a former veterinarian who really didn't want to do the procedure, but the guy begged him, and so he tried it. Unfortunately, he he didn't make it. We didn't even get his name. Claire, the vet, is inconsolable. We need to help her understand that she did her best and that she gave that person a chance that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Some chance is better than no chance. I agree, but what a horrible situation for everybody. Knowing you're going to turn into a zombie soon if something isn't done. Knowing that you don't have the skill this person needs, trying it anyway and getting a bad outcome, there was almost no way anybody was going to win in that situation. It's true. And it's made worse by the fact that nobody has any real effective anesthesia right now. Amputation is a complex procedure that really should be done by trained, experienced people under controlled circumstances. But in this case, we didn't have any of that. I still applaud Claire for trying, because what other choice was there, really? But, yeah, it's too bad we don't have someone like Robert Liston around here. Who's that? Some surgeon from history, I bet. Yes, and he was quite remarkable. He operated in the early to mid-1820s, well before anesthesia was developed, and decided early on that the key to successful surgery with limited suffering was to do the procedure as quickly as possible. He wrote a paper about it in 1837. That makes sense. If you can't knock the patient out, you don't want to have them under the knife for too long. How long did he usually take? He could reportedly amputate a leg in under two and a half minutes. What? There are a number of remarkable stories about him, some of which may not be entirely true, but even if they're exaggerated, they're still very interesting. Dare I ask what some of them might have been? I'm not sure I want to hear this. I'm not sure the listeners will want to hear this. Surgery that fast couldn't have been pretty. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. In addition to the fact that there was no anesthesia, this was also before the development of things like germ theory and general hygiene. Dr. Oliver Wendell Holmes, who incidentally coined the term anesthesia, tried to advance a few early theories about it, but it wasn't widely accepted. So, at the risk of finding out, how unhygienic was it? I don't think I want to find out. Well, in the words of some other doctors of the day, surgeons operated in blood-stiffened frock coats. The stiffer the coat, the prouder the busy surgeon. They also said, cleanliness is next to prudishness. And an executioner might as well manicure his nails before chopping off a head. I think I'm going to be sick. People believed stuff like that? Oh, yes. But getting back to Liston, some of the more outlandish stories about him go that he removed a 45-pound tumor that the patient had on a 
very sensitive and personal part of the body. He'd had to carry it around in a wheelbarrow. He removed it in four minutes. I'm sure the patient was relieved to be rid of it. In regards to his amputation skills, he is alleged to have been able to remove a leg in four and a half minutes, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. Unfortunately, on one occasion, he got carried away and also amputated another part of a man's body that I'm sure he would miss later. That's enough about that one. Let's move on to another case, shall we? Okay, but you're not going to like this one better. He amputated the leg in a two and a half minutes, but he also accidentally amputated two of his young assistant's fingers, and a surgical spectator died of shock because he thought he'd been stabbed. What happened to the patient and the assistant? They died of infections. Like I said, this was before hygiene. This guy sounds reckless. Why would you say we need someone like him around here? Well, now that you mention it, we would want someone more careful. But he was groundbreaking, and his technique was designed to limit suffering. And he did eventually get to operate on patients who had the benefit of anesthesia, which was ether in those days. I guess the point is, just like we said earlier, some chance is better than no chance. Before Liston, I would imagine the surgery was excruciating, and the outcomes probably weren't any better. I can't speak to that. I haven't done that research. But Liston was definitely influential in his field. Okay, that's a fascinating story. I guess we'll never know if someone like Liston could have saved our mystery traveler last night, but you're right. Some chance is better than no chance. Come on, let's go wrap this up and see if we can help Claire. Sounds good. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Max O'Brien. Take care of each other. <laughs>